You're listening to Holy Commutes for Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Holy Commutes is the only daily morning podcast dedicated to all things Wolf of Wall. I'm Paul Cook, joined by my brother Tim for our first episode of the January 2023 season. Um, this will be a three-week season going into, I guess, you know, the end of January. Kicking it off today on the uh, second day of the new year. Uh, what we want to talk about here, you know, we're into 2023. We're not quite ready to leave 2022 yet. Um, we are currently rolling out the uh, 2022 Drop 100 list. Um, last year there was no list, but we will, we will be revealing the top 10 um, at some point here in the next few weeks or months. But um, this is a return from the list uh, that ran from 18, 19, and 20, took last year off. Uh, now we're back in 2022. That's been rolling out now. As we sit here on a Sunday evening, we've done, I've, I think I've revealed the first, is it 30 or 35? Let me see. I don't even know where I'm at. I think 30. 35. No, 35. Oh, yeah. 66, yeah. Um, so we want to talk about a little about that tonight. Just some of you know, the first takeaways from the first 25, from the first 35, um, and just you know general thoughts on the list. So. So yeah, uh, so why don't you uh, talk about the younger players who uh, made the list um, this year? Because that's always, I think, something that's interesting, and that's really becoming, you know, more of a trend as the list, you know, continues on. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as the list is, is the list is concerned, this is kind of um, it's kind of new to have, um, you know, some, you know, this. This type of younger player, right? That's not actually that's not necessarily playing against, um, you know, um, general age competition or adult competition, however you want to put it. But like, you know, with you know, with MLWs just year over year increasingly pop, increasing popularity, and ha- their tournaments having U seventeen tournament having you know or thirteen to fifteen age divisions, and then eleven to thirteen age divisions or eleven to twelve age divisions or ten to twelve, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, and then the first ever U17 national championship this year. Um, I think we're, this is the first time we've seen some people on the list who have exclusively competed against younger competition. There's been stuff like this in the past of, you know, I think I had on, you know, um, the one that comes to mind is like Andrew Faulkner from the Faulkner Wiffleball League out in Illinois. And, you know, it was probably over 17 at the time he was on the list. Like we've had some backyard type of people, but this is the first time we've kind of focused on the young guys. And I think it's really cool to see uh, you and I have, talked about this Tim on this podcast and other podcasts, I think uh, for a little while about how, you know, this sort of wave um, was coming and now has come of um, these younger players that were inspired by MLW and got into the game by MLW. And I think we're starting to see the first of that on this list. So I think it's just going to continue. Um, and, you know, all these, all these guys that you see on the back end, whether it's a Jeremy Adams from the Flamingos out of Wisconsin they won Jeremy and um, Jer- Jeremy and uh, the Flamingos won both the 13 and 15 age division group at both Wiffle in the mid in and Midwest Slugfest. So both of MLW's Midwest tournaments, he, he came in in 95 or, you know, Sawyer Bien who, um, and I don't know if I'm saying his last name, right, so I apologize if I butchered that, but who competed in a 16 year old competed in uh, Kalamazoo with football league competed in the, um, against adults in uh you know against the main competition in the uf tournament more than held his own also you know competes in mlw competes in their tournaments uh at, you know at 90 rj wall gave from ohio Wiffleball. ball his team finished second at um 
I can't remember if it was Wolf of the Midden or Midwest Slugfest, but he finished second in one of those to the Flamingos. Ohio League Wolfball did, then they won. The U-17 tournament, really good two-way player. Dallas Allen, who's, you know, a rising star in MLW, was probably the most impressive pitcher from a, you know, velocity and command standpoint at um, the U-17 tournament. And he uh, he finished first and second in 16-plus age groups um, in both uh, Slug, Midwest Slugfest and Wiffle in the Mid. It's like a lot of good players there. I think this is just sort of the start of that, where we're going to see that. Um I think some people have sort of, you know, narrowed in on like the first generation of MLW talent and um, formed their opinions on um, the talent that will come out of MLW based on that. And, um, you, you know, which is, and there's still a lot of good talents in that first generation, you know, um, Nick Saylor was on this list. Kyle Schultz is still yet to come. There's, you know, really good um, players in that first generation of MLW. But I think what we're really going to see is this, you know, the second gen- the second and third generation that's already here and the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh that are yet to come. That's really where you're going to get these guys that are good because they've had, you know, you're going to have some kids that grew up from the time they were four or five, right? Watching these MLW videos and learning how to play. And they're going to be really good by the time they reach this age group. So this, this wave is just beginning. And I think the interesting thing to me about this wave too is – you know, these guys are getting their feet wet in a variety of different styles. You know, there's, you know, some of these guys, some of these um, guys play in leagues that, you know, use MLW specific rules. Uh, they play in MLW tournaments, which use different rules than the ML, you know, than MLW's league, you know, on unrestricted you know fast pitch um then you know playing in the u17 tournament and you know hopefully you know continuing to you know dip their walk dip their feet into you know you know what i would say you know is you know kind of our style but i think you know as a team that played young against you know almost exclusively like older competition and it was kind of you know, at, at least it felt back in like 1998, it felt like, you know, we weren't playing against 21 and 22 year olds. We were playing against, you know, 25, 26 year olds, you know, almost all the time. And like, I think that is only something that will be beneficial to these guys because by the time they're, you know, in, in two or three years, you know, after playing, you know, against a wide variety of people especially a lot you know older talent you know nothing's going to phase them and they'll just be ready to go at an earlier age yeah and i think that's the really cool thing about this group is that there there are already you know um they're already jumping into you know all styles they're already playing mlw already playing at us they're already playing all you know this of the styles um, there's no guessing here, you know, there's no smoke and mirrors going on because there can't be because they're crossing over and you're seeing their true talent and there's no guessing here if, like, how these guys would do against different competition. We're seeing it right away. And it's a, I think it's a cool thing for the sport. I think it's just going to continue. No, I, I totally agree. Um, let me ask you this. Do you talk about some interesting players um, in this, you know, section of the list, I guess, up to what, for, uh, 65 to 100 or 66 to 100? 66, yeah, 66. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, there's there's a few that, that come to mind. Like, one of the things I kind of have always liked about doing this and sort of one of the reasons of doing it in, like, 
you know, it, it, it um, obviously everyone focuses on the rankings and the spots and that's, you know, um, you know, I understand that and that's inherent of what you're putting together of when you're using a list as the vehicle to sort of do this other stuff. But the other stuff this list has always, you know, tried to do is you have to introduce you to different players and kind of introduce you to different players that you may not know. That's kind of the big thing. And then to celebrate, you know, these players that, um, you know, had good seasons and, are, you know, we, we, you and I know this in our, you know, 20 plus years doing this, that like a lot, you know, a guy's reputation can really carry them a long way. And, you know, we always just kind of look at, like, you know, we knew this as like just of our team, like our team was around for four or five years. We were, you know, bad to middle of the pack. And then we became good. And like, that was sort of jarring, I think, to, you know, to, to, you know, uh, a bunch of people at the time, because we sort of get into this mindset of the good players are the good players. And they're always the good players. That's not how sports works. You know, unfortunately we all get old. We all, you know, uh, our, our abilities decline and new guys come in. So anyway, one of the things I like most about this list or, or one of the things that, you know, I, I, I like personally like about this project is being able to say, okay, Hey, this guy, yeah, you know, talent-wise, he's not top. He's not one of the top 100 most talented players in the sport. He may not be. Probably wouldn't be one of the top 100 guys you would pick if you just had a you know full out draft of all the things. He's probably not going to be. You know, may not be on the list next year. But hey, in this year, he had a good year, and you know that's worth recognizing. So there's a few guys that fit into that category. Um, my long-winded way of answering this. One is Andrew Kelly. This was his third year in the Ridley Park Wiffle Ball League. He had by far a career season. Um, he finished, I think, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, fourth or sixth in OPS in Ridley Park, you know, by far his, his best hitting season. Uh, he threw about 10 innings for the Phillies, who won the um, the title in Ridley Park this year. Um, pitched really well. Pitched a little bit in MAW Staten Island. Um, you know, it, it pitched pretty good. He came in at number 85. He's got that hasn't been on the list before. Had a really good season. Uh, he, you know, he kind of stands out for me for that reason because he's just kind of one of those guys that, you know, you may not bet on being on the list next year, but he was certainly deserving of it on being it this year. Um, you know, along those same lines, you got a guy like, you know, Austin Steffes that, you know, is, is a veteran player, has played for years. Um, you had a real good season in MNWA this year. Had a uh, a real nice U wins, even though his team went 0 and 3. He had, you know, two home runs off of Black Dog Country Club and Matty Griffin. Um, you know, we spend all this time sort of celebrating what these veterans do when, when you know, when they do well and they that are kind of expected to do well and like when they win and, you know, just inherently then, you know, when someone does, you know, well off of them, I think we should look at that as, you know, as being a big thing. So I, he came in at number 100. I, I kind of like that as this guy that, you know, I still think he's got a, I still think he could move up the list. I definitely think he could, you know, Austin, we kind of broke through this year in kind of a fun way. He's someone that stands out to me, um, you know, and then you've got guys that like, I think, you know, could really sort of move up the list, you know, in future years, um, there, but those those of the guys who announced so far, those are kind of like you know the two or three that really sort of a Chris Owen would also kind of fit under that of um or an Andrew Montero of like guys that have been around for a while, really had good years this year to you know Montero's his debut on the list. I think for Chris, this is the highest he's been up. Um, and that's kind of cool to see. You know, for Chris, this is his sixth season. You know, Andrew's been playing forever in different environments. Um, you know, that stuff is kind of cool. So one yeah, of the things anyone for you that sticks out or um 
No, I mean, like, you know, I well, I, I think the, you already talked about these guys, but, you know, the guys who played in the U-17 tournament, um, you know, uh, they stick out to me as guys who, you know, are not only interesting, but like you talked about, have the potential to, you know, shoot up the list. And, you know, if you're if you're projecting out like you can with, you know, like 13 to 17 year olds, you know, you could see them, you know, being, you know, top 20 talent in, you know, five years. And that's, that's something cool because you can do that in baseball and you have the ability to do it in wiffle ball, but that hasn't always been the case when things have been siloed and, you know, there hasn't been that, crossover between you know backyard and leagues and tournaments and stuff so um i you know i I think andrew montero you know just looking at his stats the other day you know really really hit well and like hit with a ton of power and you know that that stood out to me because you know i think in in the past you know not just in you know the uh, the last couple years where the drops been doing this, but, you know, you go back to other eras, you know, he could have been a top 40, you know, possibly top 30 player with that. And that's just how many good people there are now that, you know, he wasn't able to crack the top 50, but that didn't mean he had a, didn't have an, you know, excellent season. Yeah. Just real quick. Somebody you said there, um, uh, about the young players, you know, earlier is, is like, yeah, I think that's a real neat thing now is like, you've never actually sort of had prospects in Wiffle Ball because it all just was thrown into one group. You know, you're just all playing, you know, each other. You know, now we have this thing where, you know, there are a lot more because of MLW, a lot more, you know, it's a great thing, a lot more youth divisions, stuff like that. So you can sort of evaluate prospects in a more, uh, traditional manner and then you got guys you still have guys like Sawyer who are kind of doing it the old school way in some regards of you know hey they're gonna you know he's playing in KWL against older competition he played in the world championship tournament against older competition and you could kind of like you know if you just look at his numbers there's there's guys with better numbers that are in the top 100 but you know he sort of got a bump from okay he's you know anywhere from I don't even know. I mean, KWI, I think he's probably like, you know, a good seven, eight just, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. years younger than the average player, maybe even more. I think for I think for UFs, he was probably, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, under the average, you know, if what well, we did a few years ago, it was like 27, 28. So like if it's still 28, he's 16. He was 12 years younger than the average player. So you kind of, you know, you can kind of evaluate for that and say, okay, he's holding his own against this upper competition, this older competition as he gets more experience, he's going to be good too. And, and all that stuff is great. It's great for the sport um, that is expanding that way. Yeah. And it just, it, like I said, it, yeah, locks it into that baseball mentality. Cause yeah, when, you know, you're projecting 16 year old kids from the Dominican, you know, usually when they're, you know, it, it someone who accelerates, you know, fairly fast, if they get to, you know, low A at 18, you know, they're two or three years, you know, they're two, two, they're definitely two years below, you know, the average pitching age. And if they do well, even if the numbers don't explode off the page, if you're just seeing that progress, you can make some assumptions and see, hey, oh, wow, this, this guy, you know, is going to be good. He just, needs those continued reps um you know one of the things when the list came out on friday was uh rob 
Pervinsky, which is probably me butchering his name with man. Uh, I think he came in at 76. Is that correct? Uh, I think so. Let me check the list. Uh, yes. So, you know, early before the list is released each year, you do, a, you know, a write up on criteria and, you know, how this isn't a projection system. It's an actual assessment of how that player season went. Um, and so there were some, you know, there's some comments about, you know, with man, you know, should have been higher. And I just, I'd like to get your thoughts on, you know, how, how he came into that spot and how, you know, the, the, the rationale for that. Yeah, I, I think he's a good example. You know, I, I, there's feedback like this every year where there's a player that, uh, justifiably um, has a great reputation because they've been one of the great players and, you know, they still are one of the, you know, because anyone in this top 100, we'll get into that in a second, is, you know, is a great player. Um, but, you know, has a certain, you know, reputation in the way people view them and then they end up in a certain place on the list and, you know, um, it, you know, we, you know, I, I get some comments of, you know, that this person should be higher or whatever. But yeah, it's, you know, the criteria is and always has been it's based on season it's based on performance in fast pitch play in that season right and that's like a very sort of normal sports thing where you know you're looking at you know it's like a yearbook you're looking at you know this is what the person did at this time that's what these rankings encompass it's you know what you did in the past or what you may do in the future um you know is it's kind of thrown out the window it's okay what did you do you know, in this past, you know, years, like, you know, with is a very interesting example to me, just because there's a lot of sort of direct compare, like a lot of, a lot of times it's, you know, there's not direct comparables to guys and that kind of muddies the waters. Um, you know, but with him, you know, all of his stuff came in MAW and he's just a, uh, just a hitter at this point in time, though he, he did win a game last year. So, uh, uh, we should mention that he did win, win one game pitching, but, uh, um, you know, more or less, he's just a hitter. So, you know, you can look at his, you know, stats from MAW last year. And, you know, you have guys, a couple guys that dropped off on the list today, like an Andrew Montero that we talked about earlier, or Nate Cruz. Um, and there's other, you know, and guys that you could list similar where they're all there, both of their cases, you know, Montero is completely, well, Montero House had U.S. a little bit, and then Cruz had NWA tournament U.S., but their, their main, um, their main case for where they were ranked, where they were ranked was based off of their MAW work. And again, those are just hitters and you look at their numbers, you know, and they had, you know, their numbers were just, you know, better this year than, um, um, you know, with man. So that's why they, they finished higher up the list. Um, and again, just off, it's just based on offense and stuff. And I think to see it is the reason. So like, but I think you look at that and you say, okay, if, you know, if a Montero or a Cruz were 76 or whatever, you know, you're probably not getting much feedback of oh, this, these guys are too low. You know what I mean? It's just it's just based on yeah. the man is one of the game's greatest hitters. You know, going back a long time. So I think you know his rep kind of you know leads to some of that feedback, just like it has for you know a bunch of other guys throughout the years. And I'm sure there'll be other guys on this list where it's the same thing. Where I think that could kind of you know you know sort of cloud perspective a little bit of okay, well this guy was better. He was no, the stats are out there. You could look at it. You know none of those other guys, all those guys faced the same exact competition. They were just batting in MAW. None of them had, none of them feasted off of subpar competition any more than any of the others. Um, you know, there's the numbers. 
um, you know, and that that's that's supposed to be the idea of this because it's supposed to be year by year. Because again, to go back to that, you know, what we talked about at the beginning, it's you know, it'd be boring if we just made it if I just made a list every year of okay, here's the best players just by true talent or you know, everything like that. It's you know, guys are going to have career seasons and they should be recognized and whatever. And then guys, you know, are going to have subpar, going to have seasons below their average and they're going to go up and down the list. Guys are going to start up the list and then, you know, steadily decline as they get old, you know, like, like, you know, or they're going to stop playing as much and they're going to go down. Like that stuff is going to happen. And that's what this list is about is capturing that, not, you know, not, um, not just saying, Hey, this, you know, these, these, these guys true talent wise are once were better. So they, you know, they're going to be higher up. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that makes sense. No, no, that, that makes, uh, that made a lot of sense. Uh, can you tell us um, a little bit about the rest of the rollout for the list? Anything else that's coming? Like one of the things that I really enjoyed this year was the, you know, the theoretical, I mean, all of this is theoretical, but the the top 20 from uh, 2002, if, you know, if there was a drop that year, what that would have been. Is there any other supplemental stuff coming out? How do you, how do you see this rolling out throughout the rest of the month? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll kind of answer that vaguely just to not lock myself into uh, uh, any promises I can't deliver on, but, um, you know, I, I, I want to do something for the, you know, the top 10 or 20, from last year, I just gotta dig that back out of the uh, the archives. But there there should be a list for that, and you know the number one person should be recognized and get the same award that everyone else got. Um, so that'll be coming at some point. And then you know just in terms, and you know there may be some other you know supplemental podcasts like this one. Uh, I think we'll probably use most of the Holy Commutes in January to talk about that stuff. You know, hopefully some more articles. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, and then just how in general, how the rollout's going to be is we'll get to, we'll get through 41 doing these groups of five that we've seen up, to, you know, to this point and then 40 through 26, um, will be done individually. Um, you know, each person will have their own, you know, graphic with a little bit longer ride up a little more sort of, um, focus on their stats, excuse me, then 25 through one. Um, will be that same, similar to 40 through 26, except there'll be a couple graphics for each person. So again, it's just a little bit more in depth, a little bit more of a write-up and even a little bit more uh, looking at their statistics and, you know, um, you know ho hoping to get this done, you know, sometime mid-January, but it could go to the end of January. Hopefully not, could could sleep into February. We'll we'll have to see. But um, but yeah, just, you know, just hopefully a little bit of content each day, except we'll be taking some days out. If you're listening to this on, um, on you know, Monday the 2nd when this drops, we won't have anything today because we're trying to take some time. We're, we're trying to um, um, not uh, not overlap days where uh, the NWA or where National Wiffle is announcing their awards. So they'll, they'll be announcing some regional awards um, today on January 2nd. So we'll take off for that, but otherwise hopefully something a little bit each day. Um, yeah, it's, it is the plan. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, despite some people saying lists are the uh, cheapest form of entertainment, I, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, the drops always just interesting just from a, just from a getting people talking about, you know, different players and, you know, just like, you know, just, just, where people fall. I mean, there's a thing, and I think this was in the, uh, not, I think this was in the opening criteria, you know, most, of, most everyone on this list, you know, could be 10, 
lower could be 10 higher and you know you, there wouldn't be you know there wouldn't be much you know especially down you know below you know i what i maybe 40 ish that you know that really holds true yeah, I, I would say like if you kind of just look at the breakouts we just talked about, yeah, I'd say like through 41, you know, like when you kind of get into the 60 through 40, hopefully it starts, you know, it, it should start getting a little more narrow. But yeah, like, you know, what, you know, definitely at the back end of the list, you could probably look at them in groups of 10 as you kind of get up towards 50 and 40, maybe groups of, you know, four or five. But um, yeah, like, you know, and to that point, um, I think one of the big takeaways for me in putting this together was you know we I introduced the criteria this year that you have to play in at least two tour either two tournaments or a full season league or you know or some combination of that or you know however much um, as opposed to prior years where you just had to play in some fast pitch thing and and that you know that would uh, make you eligible even adding that on um, you know there's literally probably a thousand plus players that would meet that criteria this year you know so when you're thinking then about even the person that's 100 that's the top 10 percent of fast pitch willful ball players from the prior year right if i did that math right um you know so like you know you know for 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 anyone that you know uh you know for whether it's their own spot or you know teammate spot or someone else's spot that you know you know oh this guy's too low it's like you know well they're you know they're literally still what's being said here, you know, is that they're, you know, they had a, um, they were the top 10 percentile of best fast pitch seasons over, you know, 2022. That's, you know, that's still really, you know, high. And again, it, it I sound like a broken record with this each year, but each year that, that keeps elevating the, the, the cop, there are, you know, um, there either are more people playing and, or the competition just gets higher. So like, you know, you know, someone that's, you know, in the sixties or whatever, you're, you know, top six percent or seven percent of football players in the past year. That's what that person is. You know, so I hope people. You know, um, you know, again, the, 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 these these rankings aren't, aren't anything close to gospel. And you can, you know, um, uh, like you said, we you kind of kind of need to look them in groups. But like, you know, if you put any stock in them, you know, you should be proud for anywhere on that list because it it means you had a you know. Um, it means, yeah, you're basically top 10%, if not higher. Uh, so all these players are good. And there's probably 50, 60, 70, 100 more that you could have argued to be on the list in some fashion. And that's at the end of the day, that's all good for the game. And, you know, hopefully um, the intent of this list has always been, and hopefully it is again this year, is just to, you know, to learn about players that you may not know and recognize how many good players are out there um, and how healthy the sport is right now. Yeah, and I was so that was what I was gonna say. I mean, the list, you know, each year it, you know, like you said, it continues to, you know, the number of players that are eligible for it, you know, keeps going up. And I think that, you know, that speaks to, like you said, the the health of the game that wasn't there, you know, 2015 to, you know, 2018, 19-ish. And um, you know, that's at least, you know from a practical standpoint also from like a, a thought process you know kind of standpoint mm-hmm. it's just you know it's it's fun to it's fun to go down and see this and you know even you know i mean you you know this from me you know 
I, you know, I still don't know, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I, I know players, you know, sometimes, you know, by name, but may have never even, see, you know, seen them, you watch everything. So it, it's a, it's an educational, you know, thing for me too. And, you know, I think that's as valuable as anything as well. Yep. That's, that's definitely the hope. If that's what people get out of it, that's, you know, um, that's that, that that's the whole idea so hopefully hopefully people yeah are learning about new players and getting excited to follow them next year um you know just because they you know they found out about them on this list and then can follow their progress you know next year and all that stuff that's that's what it's all about um so yeah so i i think that you know pretty much covers our time today um so uh you know like i said the list will you know keep rolling out here over the next week um we definitely won't be done over the next week so we'll definitely you know we'll definitely talk about more about the uh um the list of what's happened in the meantime um on our next monday podcast and you know uh you know maybe some other stuff if we don't have full time for that the list will continue you know throughout january and uh you know additional supplemental stuff so keep following along you can follow us on twitter at uh whiffs drop um same thing at instagram whiffs drop that's where this stuff is rolling out now um unlike unlike prior years it's you know completely on social media just a supplementary co- uh, content on the website uh, as opposed to prior years where it was all just article based so keep following for that we'll be back next monday to talk more about the list and maybe some other stuff um and then you know the usual um usual uh, other weekday hosts will be back um starting tomorrow with uh, tim dean uh, and then throughout the week and then throughout the next uh, two weeks in january so We'll see everyone next Monday. Thanks.